0: You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts Darian Ethan discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian Ethan. What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, your one-stop shop for all things of the gray areas of the Christian faith, answering your hard questions, and whatnot. And With me today is clearly not Derry. This is my girlfriend Laura. Derry is right now on a trip with his father. He's on a road trip across the country with his dad, a month, six weeks. So he either will be doing like having different people step in, or maybe I'll do the show alone, or we'll do maybe video calls, we'll figure it out. Either way, we're here. We're here every week answering your questions. And yeah, bringing you a biblical understanding of the world. Today, we are talking about biblical illiteracy. What is it? What's Why is it important? And why do, what do we need to know about it and, and regarding it? And why is it important for our life? But before that, Laura, do you want to introduce yourself? Just say things, whatever you want.
1: You said that you're going to say nice things about me. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Laura Rose is um, a beautiful singer, a beautiful oh. woman. Uh she's really passionate about the Bible. She teaches in our Bible school here at our ministry that we don't say the name of on the show, just so you know. Don't say that. Gotcha, gotcha. Um keep it real hush hush. And
1: (laughs) anything else anything else you want to say? (laughs) I was partially kidding, but thank you. Um yeah, my name's Laura. I think you kind of said the things that I'm mainly passionate about, um, which is people worshiping the Lord genuinely, um and biblically accurate worship and then just like yeah biblical literacy which i'm really excited to talk about yeah. i guess that's it yeah, so i'm from to michigan say, yeah
0: we grew up 15 minutes away from each other oh yeah. nice met in hawaii um and if you're still with us and you're like oh biblical literacy jokes on you we're gonna talk about dating because we've been dating for nine months okay. and we clearly <laughs> are professionals yeah at absolutely dating, so here we go um if you're gonna you should do it it's fun show's over
1: that was a great <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> uh, well, Yeah, we're talking about biblical illiteracy. Say hi to your parents. They watch the show all the time.
1: Mom and dad. Hey. Yeah, it's really sweet. They watch, uh, listen or watch every single episode. It's dedication.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Big time supporters. Hello, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Rose. Hope everything's <laughs> well. I know you miss us. Yeah. We miss you. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's get into it. So what is biblical illiteracy actually even before we get into that why why did we think about this what got it on our brains um if you guys know Christian who christians who curse sometimes mm-hmm. is an instagram account and they do a bunch of polls on their stories and stuff like that one of the things that they asked in their polls was how many of you guys have read the whole bible and, and granted we don't know the how many people voted we don't know his the followers who are christians who's not but about 70% of them said they haven't read the entire Bible. Mm-hmm. And then I did some research to try to see if these numbers were more accurate. And I've seen a number number of studies where they say, yeah, about only 20% of Christians have read the entire Bible, That's in, at least in America. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem,
1: yeah. right?
0: We have millions of millions of Christians and only 20% of them mm-hmm. have read the Bible. You know, so we want to talk about like why is 80% missing out on the word of God and what it has to offer us? And Laura's super passionate about yeah. it. We spend and, a lot of time talking about it.
1: Yeah, and why that's so scary. Like, it genuinely is not a good thing. And, uh, yeah, obviously we'll get into why that's really bad. And not just bad as in, like, I don't want to shame anybody in saying that, but in a way of, wow, like, you, first of all, what you're missing out on. And second of all, what, like... The dangers are like not knowing the bible for yourself
0: yeah and, and we want as a church yeah and we want to talk about like why is it important for you to read the bible and know the bible and and yeah, dedicate time to, to it
1: yeah as opposed to there's so many resources out there that you could easily like you know call yourself a christian and probably genuinely be one but also not like find your own meat like you could be a christian who just listens to sermons and just goes to church, and like maybe you go to a Bible study and you like what they had to say, but there's no, there's not necessarily any ownership in that. And then also, you don't know, you don't have a technical measure of when, like, what if someone shares something with you that just sounds good? How do you know if that was truly scripture? And so, yeah, there's just a danger there of not knowing it for yourself.
0: Yeah. And uh, to give you guys an example of why this is important, there's this preacher, uh, what's his name? TD Jakes. Uh, don't listen to him. <laughs> uh T.D. Jakes is a not a good person to listen to for spiritual edification. One of his sermons, he he was talking about Genesis and in the beginning, he's like, "This is what he said." He said, uh in, "In the creation story, there's this word that's used over and over and over again. You know, it's re. God redid, redeemed, read this, read that, and like talking about like did again. And they kind of talked about weirdly preexistence stuff. It was really weird, but." you read the entire creation story it's like less than two chapters in the first book of the mm-hmm. bible genesis and anything with the reason not in there god didn't redeem redo remake anything and okay. that is not there and he claimed it was yeah. right and people just listen to him and think he's a christian mm-hmm. and like pastor like oh awesome yeah there i'll follow and it's it's like no he, he just lied blatantly about scripture and that's yeah. not true so so that's why you got to, it's like, that's just a small reason we're going to get into about why you need to know the scriptures yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're not like led astray, mm-hmm. you know, if well, you're, okay.
1: Yeah. And like even an example right here, if you're listening is that Ethan says, don't listen to TD Jakes. So, you know, if you never ever decide to listen to TD Jakes, then you're going good. off of Ethan's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y- you can trust people. Obviously that's a good thing to trust people that you respect, but also like look at that for yourselves and if you looked at it for yourselves and you didn't know the bible then you're not gonna know like what is okay and what is bad and and so like that i mean that's the point we're getting at is is like yes listen to people who are wise but also like discern whether are they really wise in in the bible's eyes oh wow that just rhymed anyways
0: nice we're from detroit so makes sense
1: uh sure (laughs)
0: Um, but yeah. So, what is biblical illiteracy?
1: Uh, I would just to put it simply, like ignorance of what the Bible truly says. All right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: illiteracy meaning like you don't know how to read, right? Yeah. And then biblical illiteracy, you don't know how to read the, the Bible, Bible, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know, uh, you don't understand what's saying. Now you might understand the words, but you're able to cognitively read the Bible and understand the words, but not like, what's the meaning behind it? How am I supposed to understand this? What is my mindset supposed to be going into this and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's biblical literacy. And I would say that is, I think you would agree with this why we're talking about it is one of the bigger problems plaguing the church, um, today in today's world, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. among Critical race theory and progressive Christianity—two things that I would love to do shows on in the future because both are coming against culture in America in a negative way. Um, but yeah, and that's because of biblical literacy, mm. right? If we knew the Bible and understood these things that the Scripture is talking about, we might be able to have an eye open and our ear up to against these things that are trying to sneak in and deceive us, right?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Anything you want to share on that?
1: Well, I. I mean, I just want to like say why it's dangerous. <laughs> but I don't know where She's there like, let's he go, is. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah. Yeah. I guess that we can go there. Right and what, what's what are the dangers of biblical yeah. literacy, Laura? Go off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I think that well, the the major danger and something I am noticing in our culture and in our generation and I guess the few generations surrounding us, like young people today. I just think there is a rejection of tradition and also a, a like banner of I can decide for myself and whatever feels good is good. Whatever I like is good. And yeah, just not everything that says that though is actually good. And so I, there's such a danger there of, I mean, that that's almost just, just idolatry, basically of self and of, of, also just an idolatry of, well, yeah, just I guess self and of like whatever we want is the thing that we deserve and is the thing like and is true and like I deserve this and I don't know, there's just all this, um, like selfism and there's not a measure. Like that we need a measure of something. And so even people who say that like, Oh, I don't believe in the Bible, that doesn't mean that they are without a measure in their life. They just have created a new measure. So a lot of times people's measure is society or like for teenagers growing up sometimes their measure is what their classmates say about them or what their classmates think is cool or fun or good like that is someone's measure and so we are we should be honored as Christians to have a measure that um is god-breathed like that is in that is completely humbling and honoring or not honoring sorry that's like humbling and also like such a gift to know that we have like something we have the words of the Lord to live our life our lives and um, I was just talking today with somebody about like wisdom literature and like I think you can apply this statement to the rest of the Bible obviously genre is like varies in the in the Bible but they were talking about how like wisdom is basically it's like how to live the good life and that sounds like very prosperity but it 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 and I guess we can define that but um. Like the Bible is not a book of things that are supposed to limit you. It does limit you in ways, but limits you for good. And like that is what the Lord's Bible is for. And like what his heart is for is that we would follow like his rules and his commands because when it's in his order, it does function best. And so when we don't know his word, then we don't have his measure. So first of all, there's like an issue of idolatry right there of like your measure isn't God's words so that's uh, an issue but then also like you can be led in so many different places that are just uh, like yeah so dangerous for you and we can like have these big exciting movements but if they're not based on the truth of scripture then like I think it, it could be argued that those are not moves of the Lord and now obviously the Lord can move through many things but I think we need to be really careful with the movements that aren't aligned with scripture because yes, the Lord can move through anything, but we do have a call as Christians to, uh, yeah, be the most honoring to the Lord's word. Like, why is it, why are we okay with, um, being like, a li- like, oh, it's enough honoring or it's enough accurate. Like, why are we okay with that? Um, yeah. And, and one last thing, sorry, I'm sure there's a million things I could say, but one last thing is in this rejection of tradition, we are also rejecting what people have decided is the truth of scripture. And obviously we need to question as well, like, okay, does scripture really back this theology or, or like, what does the theology we find in scripture? But yeah, if, if we, oh, I know, I lost my train of thought, but man, will you help me pick it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were saying if we do reject tradition and we obviously want to be careful to reject the wrong, but still honor tradition.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think people like, like I even said the word zeal the other day and somebody thought the definition of zeal was a negative religious spirit. And I was like, wow, that's not, I don't think that's what that is. Zeal is a like passion for the Lord. Um, and so I think religion is not a bad thing. It's a bad thing when we exclude like grace and it's a bad thing when we exclude Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Of course that's a bad thing, but Anyways, we need a measure, and it needs to be the Lord's words. So that's what's at stake: is mm-hmm. you're losing your measure.
0: Yeah, I really like that you said the Bible are is has rules for good. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons for biblical illiteracy is a misunderstanding of what the scripture is. Yeah, you know, even that so- we
1: don't people don't even know what it's for. Just like they write it off as like. right
0: well we grew up witnessing like these old men read from this old book and (laughs) have monotone speaking whenever they were exhorting the scriptures and it's like no you don't want to listen to that no one wants to that's boring yeah you know so we had these boring guys reading this book making the bible boring and then we were like no why would i want to do this like you know and so i was like and like i did a bunch of like not a bunch i did one drug a lot in high school. Right. <laughs> and so I was kind of the, of the notion where I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do the church thing. Like you guys, just, yeah. it's boring. Right. But once I really, once I came to like true faith and realized what the scriptures were, you know, and realized God's heart for humanity, that's when the scriptures came alive. That's when I was mm-hmm. joyfully following Jesus, where I realized that, oh my gosh, God is not angry with me. As I, Isaiah says, God's not angry with us. Mm-hmm. And no, that, that all the laws and rules in the bible are for humanity's flourishing that god created humans and desires that they Mm. flourish and so his rules aren't you can't have fun his rules are here's how you are created to be and here's how you flourish and once that was uh, like illuminated in my mind i was like oh i can't get enough of this i want this how do i continue to live a life that's flourishing and what flourishing looks like Mm -hmm. in our world today is not do whatever you want and then live for yourself that's actually the motto of satanism is do what thou wilt it's you know god has created me for a purpose and 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 created me with these if i live this way this is how like this will produce this result right yeah and so the the way to live is to repent and not live for yourself but live for god you know
1: yeah and I have a. I had a pastor who once said, it, "This it sounds kind of cheesy." Name but... him so
0: we can call him out.
1: <laughs> no, it's a good kidding. thing. I'm just
0: kidding. Um, but maybe I do
1: <laughs> my pastor Kevin, um, from Detroit. He would say like, uh, his limits are I love you. So, like God's limits and God's laws are him, like actually His love for us. You know, like a, a loving father, a loving mother, anybody that sits under your, um discipleship or your authority like you you want to care for them and so you teach them what's good and you teach them you help them make the right decisions and so a lot of the laws in the bible are god saying here's how you make the right decisions here's how you discern what's right yeah and i just think there's such a misunderstanding of what the bible is for mm-hmm. and like that it's really quite a loving thing that god gave his people
0: yeah and really if you think back on like the history of the church in america it's as far as i'm aware i'm only <laughs> 25 so i'm i could be wrong but you know it's like I, I i would assume that people kind of thought or gotten this pattern where going to church on sunday was enough as a Christian. And that it was a preacher's job to read the word and talk to us about it. Yeah. You know, it's not my yeah. job as a person to, to read the Bible. It's the preacher's job to read the Bible and tell me. Mm-hmm. And it became this thing where it's like, oh, no, that's for the pastor. That's for the people in ministry where that's not like the the Bible ha- is not made for just the preacher to to read and then teach that's how that's how the catholic church did before the reformation and they had a lot of problems you know yeah the catholics still have a lot of problems because they have like they they have this weird authority complex where who like the pope says what he says about scripture and that's authoritative how the bible is supposed to be read is that you are a child what's that sorry idolatry (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're you're a child of god and you're supposed to read the scripture and see what god says about you and what god says about all of the christian body about how to live our lives you Mm -hmm. know and one of my favorite things about scripture, just a little side quest here, um, the Bible says is like, uh, I think it's in Thessalonians and it says, um, it's like Paul's exhorting the church and he says, see that you live quiet and like quiet lives, like attending to your work. Basically it was like, mind your business, just live, just hang out. Just like, <laughs> cause they were known for like doing crazy things. And Thessalonians was like, or the Thessaloniki was like, and that's how you say it. I went to Greece once, Thessaloniki, <laughs> um, <laughs> They were, I, I'm rag. pretty sure they were like, the, like crazy or didn't want to work. And so he's like, Hey, just lead a quiet life. Just, you know, get a job, love your family, love God, do that. And I think that's like, sounds so relaxing. Mm. Now, practicality, I would never want to just retire and have a quiet life and do, I love going out and hang out with friends and being loud and rambunctious. Adventure. So yeah, adventure. Yeah. I, I don't want to be like, uh, let me go farm the fields and retire in my recliner and read for the rest of the night. It sounds in theory, nice. Yeah. practically not for me
1: yeah yeah one thing I, that you said like reminded me of almost like where we went wrong because i do think that i guess i haven't been alive for a lot of church history um but
0: at least one percent <laughs> we have two thousand really? years of church history you're 22
1: perfect one percent One percent of church history a thousandth percent i don't know someone do the math for us um
0: i'm a Bible nerd, not a mathematician.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say where we went wrong. Yeah, I I assume, I'll hope, I mean, I'm hopeful that, like, previous church history, like, has hel- has had a lot of people that were, um, like, they really were Bible believers and, like, knew their Bible for themselves. Um, and I think, like, one of the things you said where we went wrong was, like, this... Um, Wow. Well, that's... it's for the
0: preacher, not for the everyday man. Yes.
1: Thank you. That's the thing you said. And I think one of the other areas we started to go wrong was, oh, wow. I hate this keeps happening. Um, oh, you got it. yeah. You got it. That the you Old Testament it. is like the dark in the closet part of the Bible that we don't really want to talk about or we don't like know how to talk about it. And I, uh, yeah, when I first started to like the Old Testament, like actually finally like it for myself.
0: Was it the genocide part? <laughs> no because I'd be really uh, messed up if it was
1: no but um just like when I started to realize well even that is something that is in the closet that people are like we don't know how to talk about that yeah and it's, it's a big problem it is but 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 like oh man I, I just get like I almost got so frustrated I was like tell me who were the people that made the old testament seem so inaccessible and and like almost made us feel that we, we're supposed to be embarrassed of that kind of god and hmm. that makes me like I want to repent like I mean in myself as well for the moments that I've thought that way but just like as a church I'm like wow like when did we when did we put this part of the Bible like on the side as like god god is good we love god but like this part is kind of hard to like reconcile you know and like we've talked too recently about like somebody we know who like has commented that like they don't like the works of Paul and it's like I understand that there are, you know, hard parts of scripture for us to understand and also hard parts of it to swallow. And that's the good thing about it being our measure is that we're supposed to swallow that. And the Lord is so good to like help us understand why these are his rules and his law and why they love, why he loves us that way. But like, we also are supposed to be submitted to it. It's not supposed to be the other way around of whichever things I feel comfortable with. And so I think we really went wrong when we decided to feel uncomfortable about the old Testament. And when we started to feel uncomfortable about the like lines about women in the new Testament, all these things that we just decide that like, maybe we should be a little more ashamed of the Bible. And that is, Oh, that makes me so sad. And like, um, yeah, I just don't think we need to be ashamed of the Bible. And so that I think we're just discipling people, unfortunately in, Mm -hmm. in America, I think we're discipling people into this church model that says like, oh, like, don't worry, like, we have you fed here. And we don't really have many resources for you to feed elsewhere. So like, just keep coming. And it's like, then we then that makes a model of like, we need numbers. And we need good show good showings for like our little conferences. And, you know, I'm not knocking church and how it functions. But we need to be equipping people like it would be amazing if we had, like, okay, once you're in this church for like five years, hopefully by now you are able to lead a small Bible study like you at least by For year. five years i'm just saying like one year yeah exactly <laughs> but i know you know i'm lower i'm kind of lowering the like yeah. expectation there but you should know how to share the gospel like yeah i well, don't know yeah. it's well, just, what happened? it's was, interesting where we kind of yeah. took a like like people took a backseat in their faith journey
0: yeah well i also think uh, it's due in part to this like shallow repentance that we have where mm-hmm. we have this idea that like and don't get me share wrong the the i think Oh I I well like, I'm pretty sure I have before. Um but we have this idea where it's like you come to VBS and you say a prayer and then you you know what? Then you're saved. You got your golden ticket to heaven. You know, you said the sinner's prayer and it's like do, when when people come to salvation, do they understand the weight of their sin? Do they understand what repentance means and they do do they understand what's required of them afterwards? Because what we have is this idea like oh, say this prayer that, repeat after me prayer and you'll be saved. And you, it's not about works. It's all about grace. <laughs> so then you're like, oh, cool. I'll say a prayer and it's not about works. Awesome. I'm going to kick it. I guess God doesn't care that I don't read the Bible. Right. And that's like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, God's not mad at you, but he also has an expectation of you as someone, yes, you're his son and his friend, he loves yeah. you, but you also are his servant and he's a king. And so if God says,
1: and that's a good thing, you will serve something. So yeah. why not serve the good? You're king? always
0: going to serve something. Yeah. That's a thing, right? Like, humans don't like not worship it's just what you worship yeah even even atheists they just worship not either they 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 worship them their pride you know
1: and may i add this is not on topic but you will suffer for something do you want to suffer for christ or do you want to suffer for the world
0: yeah yeah and also this you have to it's yeah it's like you have a golden ticket to heaven and it's not by works you're saved so just be a morally upright person and and that's it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the overarching and I know not every church does this and I know there's good churches out there yeah. a lot of them I love um but yeah that's kind of like when you preach something that says like oh there's a shallow repentance and a shallow faith walk then yeah no one's gonna be inclined to study the bible and then but if if we were to say hey awesome you got saved this is what you're like this is what it means to be a Christian now and being in a, a Christian is not just like A title you wear and like on your dating profile or your Facebook profile, you know, being a Christian is being transplanted from, you know, you're walking the ways of this world and now you're in the kingdom of God and in a kingdom, it it is a kingdom, you serve the king and you abide by the laws of that kingdom, right? And the laws of the kingdom of God. Or that you would devote yourself to scripture and be transformed by the renewal huh. of your mind Romans 12 and then and and that mm. you would start walking out a life of repentance you know <clears throat> that you would share the gospel and all like Matthew and Mark both say to preach the gospel now Mark's gospel like
1: <laughs> you don't need to get into that
0: go- Mark's gospel like presentation or or like command is probably n- not shouldn't be in the Bible because it's the last half of that chapter, whoa, which I've whoa, been. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, no, it shouldn't. I've been <laughs> listening to like tons of podcasts about the last half of chapter sixteen. <laughs> it probably ends when they fled, when the women fled it from fear of the angel because you're following the theme of mark oh, the whole saying, time yeah yeah it's just that it's like wasn't in the original manuscripts that's all i was saying yeah. it was added probably maybe second century and your body but gives a, you that but there's process. evidence for both yeah. iranius talked about evidence for a set for the for the longer ending and he was an early church father it's really confusing <laughs> mike winger has a great episode i'm <laughs> listening to he did over a hundred hours of research talking and he's made a podcast about that's it funny. i'm listening to it now i'm yeah. geeked
1: um to like get back to what you were saying, like something I want to add as well is, um, we just kind of keep saying like, what's at stake. And I think that could cause like maybe a little bit of anxiety in people, but, and obviously like, I guess work that out with the Lord, like for yourself, but also said deal with it. No, (laughs) (laughs) um, no, no, no. But here's the encouraging part. Like If, I mean, I I think that things we've said already have been encouraging, but somebody said today that after they really finally dug into the Bible, like, they had heard that God was good, and they believed that, but they actually got to see and, like, know for themselves that God was good, and they were no longer believing, you know, like, their own kind of personal feelings of evidence and believing the church preacher. They finally, for themselves, were like, wow, like, I see how God is good for myself. I see like what he's done for myself and, or, you know, like in scripture, we see what he's done. And I just thought that was so cool. It's like such an ownership that you get to take. Um, Something cool that I get to do in my job is I'm 22, but I get to help people learn how to study their Bible on their own. And I think they're, when I tell older people this, um, I need to give them more benefit of the doubt. But sometimes I wonder like, this is pretty I don't know, countercultural maybe to what they grew up with or uh like people who were in like ministry like weren't usually young people when they were growing up like usually you had to go to seminary and all these things and I'm all for training of course you need to be trained like if you're want to be like responsible with the word of God um but yeah my point is that um it's it's cool to see that like we as young people can start to take ownership of our own learning experience rather than like, like be 50 and finally feel like, like, I guess I'm an older person. I should know a little more. How do I know, you know, and then they're just still unequipped. And yeah, anyway, so I think it's, it's pretty cool to see young people. That's where I'm encouraged is when I see young people taking ownership of scripture and like knowing for themselves. Um, Yeah. Another side note too on that, like a cool quote. Um, (laughs) well, okay. A cool quote that I read once or no, actually Ethan, you showed me it. The guy said, if you were a plumber and somebody like you were a plumber, you're 50 years old, they could easily put a new plumber like underneath you to train you, to be trained by you. And they could say like, Oh, like, teach him how to be a plumber and the old plumber who's like 50 would be like, yeah, I know everything. I've been in the business forever. Like I got you, but how come we have Christians who are 50 years old, who've been in the faith for 30 years and are like, yeah, I don't really know. Like go ask the pastor. it's like, that's so sad. We need to take our personal ownership of scripture and know like, yeah, if I'm in this for the long haul, I can learn this. I can take ownership of it. And also in the, like when you, now have the ability to take personal ownership of the Bible, I think you just kind of skyrocket and you also get confident that you're able to um, know for yourself. And I I don't mean that in a prideful way of like, oh, I don't need anybody else to tell me because now I know how to study scripture for myself. No, no, no. Like still use your resources. Understand that elders have like studied for much longer than you have. You know, receive that for sure. But also don't let that be your only... Like, meat source, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm, I keep referencing that verse in... What <clears throat> book is it in? I think it's... I mean, Paul... The Quran?
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Paul. <laughs> um, I, it's, I feel like it's either... I think it's in the Corinthians, maybe? Where Paul says... No, it's Hebrews? Okay. What is it? Move on from the... <laughs> move on from the elementary doctrine and... Hebrews. Yeah, and... and Probably re- not Paul. Oh, sorry. But anyways, it talks about, <laughs> like, no longer drink milk, but eat meat. Um... The church I've been going to, my pastor, uh, Jim will say like, this is not a cruise ship experience that we have as a Christian. Like, or he'll tell our church, like, this is not a cruise ship church. We want this to be a battleship church. What he means by that is, yeah, right. What he means by that is on a cruise ship, a lot of the people on the cruise ship are just there for their own like fun and enjoyment and also there for like a good time and people serve them. They don't, they just kind of, you, you just sit and you're served. Um, but a a battleship is like, there is a mission and everybody on board has a role to play in completing that mission. And that is what the Bible says after all, that we do have a mission as Christians. And it doesn't say that we have a mission as pastors or a mission as missionaries or ministry workers, like it's as Christians. So even if you're like, Oh yeah, that's awesome. I like, I'm not really going to be a pastor though, but you do still have a personal call. So I, I just think, yeah, I think it's just interesting that, uh, unfortunately, we've lost our, like, responsibility in part of, like, what does it mean to be a Christian and to, like, have that role, not just within yourself, but within society. Um, and I think we should gain that back. And I think a way to do that is to know your Bible. I think it's my main way.
0: Yeah. And if you are curious about, like, jobs and ministry and if one job's holier than the other... Check out our video on full-time ministry versus <laughs> uh, secular jobs. You can click it right here. But just watch it after this video because um, there's a lot of yeah, good stuff to come. Yeah, we still chatting. Yeah. One of the... One thing I think also I do want to empathize with people on is that the Bible can be intimidating. Yes, you know, totally, for, people, totally. for people who are new to Christianity and maybe you are just watching sermons or doing a little devotional book, that's great. Yeah, I don't need to knock know. that either. Yeah. Like,
1: that, like that is good. You are trying to use the resources you know. Like that is a good thing. Right. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and in this in early Christianity, you're in this stage of drinking milk, and that's okay. But there's going to be a, come a time where you're going to have to like level up. You know, in every video game, your character levels up. In life, the like Paul, like probably Silas says in Hebrews writer of Hebrews is anonymous. And there's a lot of debate about it, but the writer of Hebrews says, you know, prog- go on from milk to meat, like Laura was just saying. And so there's this natural progression of maturity in life in every area of life. And that includes a spirituality, you know, in every area of life, we're required to take on more responsibility. We're expected to take on more responsibility and learn more. And we don't get away with not doing it. And it's the same way in our spiritual life where we don't, Get to just ease on by and be spiritually children yeah. our whole life. That's like that's not acceptable in the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, especially I... because we're in a war. Sorry, I, no, that's right. I was I was on a sorry. On a, you're you're fine. I'm not. A, <laughs> I just, but but yeah, I do want to empathize that, you know, it can be intimidating to read the Bible. We totally get that. When I first read the when I read the Bible, I was like, I had just like really come to faith, and I remember looking at the Bible and I thought, where do I start? This thing has sixty six books. How do I know where to start? And then this thought came to me and it said, well, it's a book. So probably <laughs> the beginning. And I was like, cool, I'm going to just read Genesis and just figure it out. And, and then, you know, you got to give yourself grace and yeah. understand like, hey, it's going to take time. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's five minutes a day. I heard this thing on a podcast the other day that I was listening to. And it said this guy was talking about how he they were talking about church planning and, and new church planning. And this guy said, he's like, you know, at my church, we don't do like Bible plans. We do Bible Uh, what do you call it um i forget it wasn't a bible plan because that sounds more like rigid but it was a bible some no it still was a p word because he's a pastor so he does alliteration for everything because they got to get bible um i would say pulse maybe or pathway or something like that but basically the idea is like just take your time on your journey where it's Mm -hmm. like hey if all you have is five minutes and that's all you know how to do, then do five minutes and then, then go do ten minutes and then do fifteen minutes and then maybe do five minutes or like a two minute prayer and then read the Bible and then you know, whatever it is, but start where you are and and just go with that, but make sure it's centered around the Bible. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say it earlier? I don't know. Oh. Um, but yeah, okay. what do you, what do you wanna say to those who are maybe intimidated or Mm-hmm. Questioning these office chairs that we're on, where you can swivel back and forth, I love
1: them. <laughs> I know we too. yeah. Um, yeah, I will say, like, I, I know in this conversation, I've been like hard on the church. I do love the church, and um, yeah. I guess I would, I would say, yeah, I really like to, you said to have grace for yourself, and then find resources that that you trust, and also find resources that like give you, like, freedom almost. And I don't mean freedom that where you can, like, not have boundaries or just decide what you like for yourself. But I mean where they teach you how to think. I really like uh, this guy that comes to speak here. His name is Steve Craig. Uh He has a website. It's called thenarrowpath.com. And he has a bunch of commentaries on there, a bunch of, like, episode Or, sorry, um...
0: He has yeah. verse-by-verse teachings through the whole Bible. Yeah. And... Every topic you could ever want to know about.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a really good resource. He does have like really tough to understand sometimes like lingo, but he, he is really great. But anyways, he on like his quote that's on his website says, teaching people how to think, not what to think. I really like that because if you're just teaching people what to think, then you're not really empowering them. You're just teaching them like how to memorize things. And I think we should want to be the most empowered and capable of living out this life as as we you know can be um yeah I think the thing I was going to say too when you were talking was you said something about like like we can't just be like children we have to kind of move on from that and I would say like just think of our real life when you're a kid all you want to do is grow up because you do want more freedom and that it, it is a good thing to grow up like that is good it is you know sad once you're an adult and you realize like how much Taxes. fun yeah how much fun being a kid was how much little responsibility you had but there's also so much more freedom as an adult to really flourish and really like do something in this world and like being a kid is lovely but that's a season and so when we're an adult like the freedom that we gain also comes with a responsibility and so as a Christian, I would say, like, that responsibility is to, like, be well-equipped. Like, uh, I don't know what the verse is, but be ready in season and out of season to give an answer for it's your... one of Timothys. Okay, yeah. To give an answer for... Oh, maybe I'm combining verses here. But to give an answer for your... No, I'm pretty sure The reasons just, of your faith. It's just
0: Timothy, I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I just... I would say, like, the other thing to be encouraged by, too, is that we are, like, yes, it is hard and it does seem sometimes inaccessible. But I would say pause and pray, like, honestly, like just pray and ask the Lord to like reveal to you like how, like how to read his word and like what it really means. And also another thing too, is to always be teachable and always be correctable because it's easy for us to read the Bible and like with good intentions, think like, this is the answer. Like, I know that this is what the Bible is saying, but then maybe 10 years down the road, you don't want to be so stubborn as to be like, no, 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 no. Like, I know this is what the Bible says you know, we do want to stand on truth. And so when you find truth, obviously stand on that. Um, But in some ways, be be like just a little bit open to like discover is like once you're smarter and once you're able to reason more, like did the word really say, we thought it said, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. There's so many times where I'll read my Bible from when I was like 17, 18, and I would like have notes in the margin. I'm reading it and it says, do, 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 do. And I'm like, that's so oh, far from accurate, like understanding of scripture, it's hilarious. Like I laugh at myself all the time. I'm like, oh Ethan, you were just so naive and in <laughs> yeah. love with Jesus, but you are dumb. Yeah, you know. I thought but I thought and- to myself, I was yeah. like, like there's one one. uh well, actually, that that was not too far off, but. Yeah, there's just times where I read the scriptures and I realize that what I thought five years ago was super wrong. And so, I'm kind of excited to see when I'm 30, like what I think that I was wrong now. Probably nothing because at 25, your brain's fully developed. And so, like, I'm probably right on most things now. Mm-hmm. And so, you can trust me for everything. I'm kind of like your source. Yeah.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah, and this is a really good example of what we're talking about <laughs> to not <laughs> fall under. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah. I have the correct understanding and interpretation for everything, so hit your questions my way.
1: Ethan is... This is like a kind of a good cop, bad cop, um, good Christian, bad Christian thing here, so. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. But,
0: but yeah, so what are some resources that you've come okay. across in your study of Scripture that have helped you that are free online that people can go to and... Yeah. And, like, like use today?
1: Yeah, I would say that website, The Narrow Path, which is Steve Gregg... Um, I think you have some really good YouTube channels I'd like you to share, probably. Um, Things I Don't
0: Hear in Church podcast. Yeah,
1: totally, this podcast. Um, I, you said free, but I think that also you could buy the book, The Epic of Eden.
0: Just kidding, buy that book. Yeah,
1: yeah. because, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it again. The Epic of Eden by Sandra Richter. And I suggest that book because it's all about getting into the mindset of, like, the culture of the Bible and kind of like the framework to follow of the bible because it's really hard sometimes to like understand what the heck this story means because it's in a totally different culture where like gender roles were different and like just just more than gender roles but like like the way the society is run etc there's a million things that are are different and so it really helps you understand and kind of have that framework because we need to see the bible how the original readers saw it we can't see it how we see it today because there will be some things in it that are like very weird how do you apply that but if you actually ask how did the original readers read this you know because the bible is not written to us it, we we do benefit from it and it is our holy book but uh yeah we need to know like what the original readers thought and like why how they would have interpreted it so yeah that's a book i would read um and then of course the youtube um
0: the youtube
1: the youtube no sorry um the bible project they also have a website that probably has even more resources on it but they have re- that's a really good place to start if you just want to start reading the bible in general they have an overview of every book and it's just like a 10 minute video it's really cute too like they talk to you as if they're like they're not you're not in a college lecture um so I'd
0: try those. Cute is a definition for a Bible project I have not heard. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> but it's or a description.
0: But yeah, it's. I think it's really yeah. really well done uh, videos and and help there. Uh, yeah, Bible Thinker on YouTube capturing mm-hmm. Christianity. Those are the two main guys I listen to. I, was, I also had Bible Think or Bible Project in my notes as well. Yeah. If you want to spend some money, you can get some like a Tyndale or an ivp those are just bible dictionaries so if you come across something you don't understand you can look it up and mm-hmm. read about it and understand what it means yeah, and stuff that different commentaries are good you know we have some commentaries right behind us on our bookshelf because we're scholars um
1: <sighs> this these aren't our books i wish we owned this many yeah. that's a goal let's let's do that
0: we can have o- own stuff on thing. tablets
1: i mean yeah true i guess I'm all um, about the
0: technology. Why would I have this whole I thing if I can have an empty wall with I a mean, tablet? Sure.
1: <gasps> no, but the beauty mm, of You can the have books. your books. Ugh, okay. I'm going to have all right.
0: my clean office with nice books. Sh- nice with nothing? Yeah, it's going to be very minimalistic. Very That's nice so for thinking. Boring. Okay, well.
1: I want books. So everybody knows that I'm smart when they come in.
0: And I'll just be able to all type right. in what I'm looking for by keywords. No, that
1: is nice. I wish I had that. Yeah. Um, One more thing too with um, just like all these resources. If you If you're like at a point where you're like I want to do an even deeper dive. I've been listening to The Bible Project. They also have a podcast, by the way, where they do a deeper dive in things. But if you're really like, I really want to do a deeper dive, just kind of maybe look up the inductive study method. And there's some books on that. There's a book called Reading the Bible for a Change by Ray Lubeck, I would say. I actually haven't read it, but a lot of people I know rave about it. And that's the method of study that like we've both used is the inductive method, which is a really fancy, like, method and term but it really just means like reading the bible how it was intended to be originally read like with the author's intent and with the original readers in mind so it's really helpful really like eye-opening of like what the truth actually like which truth is actually there um yeah
0: all right cool anything any closing wow. comments you want to say cute <laughs> you did thanks you for... did great for your first time oh, on the podcast
1: you. thank you um thanks for having me and
0: you're
1: welcome. Yeah, are very welcome. Yeah, I just want to like <laughs> also just say and like honor like Ethan and oh, this like Derry, <laughs> um, just for being so consistent and also like just so, um, yeah, just like I love the wisdom that you guys have shared on your podcast and like just hearing the stories of like the Instagram interactions too of like what people have thought of the podcast, the questions they've had, and I just really. I'm really proud of you and like proud of dairy as well. And just what you guys have built. Um, and like, it's hard work, but I think that's a good picture of like, that's what ministry sometimes is or the Christian life is to, yeah, to like work hard to be able to help others and to like teach others. And so I love that. So thanks for having me. Good job. You did a great good things
0: to share. We enjoyed it. (laughs) Um, good news. I have no cavities. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Did you um, talk about the last week? Or
0: nope something? no context. <laughs> okay. I went to the dentist today for the first time in three years.
1: <laughs> we're pretty scared
0: when I went three years ago, they said, "You have three cavities. I said, "Cool, and I never went back because I didn't want to deal with it. went today, yeah. and they said, "You have no cavities." Yeah.
1: that's it was neglect pretty...
0: responsibility, kids.
1: No, that is not what we're <laughs> supposed to be learning. <laughs> I come on, they should have given you at least one so that you would have felt like, yep, I deserve that. Like what? Sorry.
0: I wasn't listening.
1: Oh, I said they should have said you had at least one so that you could.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So you could
1: feel the weight of like, yep, I should, yeah. I deserve that.
0: I thought they were going to say, we need to do root canals. They said, we'll probably have to do root canals later. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me there. Got a little cough. Um, But yeah. You guys know where to find us. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Patreon if you like, want. Like,
1: subscribe, comment. Thanks so much for coming to my YouTube channel. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, you know, we're, we're trying to change the world despite Laura's mocking. No. And, I,
1: yeah, right, you're right. Just kidding.
0: Um, yeah, we're ch- we're trying to change the world. You know, we want to help you guys um, have biblical thinking for your hard questions and be a, not shy away from things like perhaps the church has in certain regards. That's why it's called things you don't hear in church. Now, still love the church, probably would work in a church, but I understand that there's things that you guys want to know and sometimes the church doesn't answer. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. If you found us helpful... Leave a like. Share this with your friend. Share it with your mom. Be blessed. Get saved. Love Jesus. Goodbye.
1: Bye.